0: Am from st- Christmas? Am I stuffed <laughs> from my mileage run, by mm-hmm,
1: the way? This is mm-hmm. Shaken and
0: Disturbed. I'm not even confident I introduced last week's episode.
1: I don't think you did. I, think, I, I just, think we just went right into it.
0: I think we went right into it. John, I am thoroughly exhausted already from the holidays, and we <laughs> haven't even gotten to New Year's yet, babe.
1: Listen, we're gonna get we're gonna give our holidays update on next week's NMR episode. We're taking a of little course. bit of a break, you guys. We I feel like we deserve it. Let's be honest. We give you guys content every single so, week. And so do you. We are and f- so exactly, and we are feed, we are mama cat and daddy bear, and we are feeding our cat children, our kitten cubs. No, we're daddy
0: cat and mama bear.
1: I know, but our children are kitten cubs. Our kitten cubs. I love the name kitten cubs.
0: Little kid, oh Did I we
1: just create a, a new thing? I Imagine a little kid. kitty that looks like a cub, little bear cub. Oh, I'm sure they Aww. have them. Oh, 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 I'm oh. sure a science experiment has gone oh. wrong somewhere. I didn't get one for um, Christmas. I'm so
0: upset.
1: <laughs> well, Darren, Christmas and Hanukkah is behind us now. We are moving forward quickly into 2023. What are your plans? Yeah. New Year's New Year's Eve is just a few days away from the time we're recording this. So, what are your plans?
0: Yeah, well, uh, my plan as of right now is to be in Times Square with Andy and Anderson as oh, well as Dean. Oh yeah, sounds to me very fun. Sherry O'Terry is going to be there. Your favorite. So that'll I love be a her. Nice. Little, Let me check. Uh, you love.
1: Her. I'm just checking my phone to see if I got an invite to New Year's Eve with you and Andy no, and Dean no, no, no. and Sherry O'Terry no, and think Anderson you did. Cooper. Um, I
0: think you probably deleted that email because you're not great at it. It's probably where my birthday gift was in that ether, <laughs> in that Bermuda Triangle of gift giving. It was probably that. Gotcha. There.
1: Well, one one year, um, I guess.
0: <laughs> but John, I briefly mentioned it on last week's episode. I did my yeah. Isla run. and I'll. I don't a full report. It. I'll okay. give you a full yeah, report give us a in the new thing year. Next I feel week. like yeah. we have, you know, we're taking a break, and I yes. just want people to be prepped that I yeah. am that loser that actually, yeah. Hit you are. the status and went on literally oh a trip to nowhere just to take a train back. But I highly recommend. Chef recommends. Chef. But recommends listen, what does it this. give you?
1: What does it give you? What did your new status? There's
0: give more you? perks. Well, because oh the new status god. gives me sky priority when I board now, no matter oh what. Oh my god! All
1: right. And, 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 listen, and boarding, I will say
0: uh, we'll talk about it next week. Boarding is just next arguably week. my my most stressful thing. I know. I agree with you.
1: Thing. And you travel a lot. If I'm, like, main
0: like, two, I can't. I just can Can you
1: imagine being group four in 2023? Well, like,
0: oh, my God. Like, when people are, like, group seven and they're calm, I'm like, how are you not how having you a living? nervous breakdown on the tarmac <laughs> right now? I don't understand. How are you living like this? The oh anxiety, well, the agita, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, it's a
1: great segue because um, I am on my way right now when we release this episode to none other. Then, where do I go whenever I want the beach, Darren? Miami, Florida. I'm heading there for my, New Year's Eve. Miami. 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 Welcome That's to so Miami. That's so fun. Yeah, I'm going. Do you I'm make going... a
0: plan for New Year's, or you're just like, let's see what happens?
1: Kind of. It's it's with, um, I'll just say it, an ex of mine, an ex-ex, Darren, that you don't even know. It's, Not oh, the one you're oh, thinking. Oh. I know. Guys, Darren I, thought she knew, but she did it this time.
0: I was really about to be on my high horse with that, and then you just like, <laughs> slammed yeah. me down okay we
1: are we are great friends we've stayed great friends this was like a college x and um we just were like let's do something together we're both single we're both looking for something to do we both love the beach we have the money so we were like let's go to new let's go to miami why not so kind of a last minute thing so i'll be there over new year's if any of you oh, i know last time i went to updates what? Oh, you're going to get updates.
0: updates okay, okay. I'll
1: say that the last time I was there, I got several messages from listeners from the Miami area that were like, why did you not tell us that we were going that you were going to be in Miami? We want to meet you. We want to see you. And I'm like, listen, it's a vacation, okay? Can I just enjoy the beach without having to sign autographs, Darren? I don't know. That's where I am. I mean. You know.
0: That's right. Well, you know, it's anyway. okay. I mean. The fans want what the fans want. That's true. Um, but it's I'm, true. I'm happy that you're going to be warm and delightful in New Year's. You know, I was going to invite you to be with mm. me and Nadine and Andy but and here, and but then you were like, you're in Miami. So then I was like, I'm not going to even bother because like I time. Well, I, I know what happened time. here.
1: No, I know what happened. Yeah. I know you saw that I didn't have Delta Sky Club and you were like, he's a he's a main three guy. He can't hang yeah, out with Yeah, and us. I was like,
0: I, can I be seen with a main three? I main cannot be seen with a main three? three.
1: I can't be seen. With boarding them. group
0: 18? Absolutely not. Like, uh, sir, your bags aren't even going to make it. Don't even bother taking <laughs> your bags. Don't even bother packing. Don't even bother packing. Something sir, very. Because so your bags are not making it to your destination. That's what I think when this thing goes down. A really. So,
1: my friend my friend Andrew just came back from London and they did not send him his bags.
0: I, I, it's That is like it's just a big nightmare. So I don't check. It's just.
1: Yeah. It's just like exactly. Same with me. Yeah.
0: We're going to do a whole travel talk next week.
1: But, yeah, um, we've got a whole thing to talk about.
0: We got a whole thing. Here's a yeah. flashback episode for you, of course. And here's to a happy, healthy, and successful 2023. And from the bottom of our hearts, I can speak for Daddy yes. Cat. I can speak for Mama Bear, excuse me. Uh, we just want to thank you for another great, amazing year. We absolutely yes. love you guys. You guys are absolutely wonderful. I hope you all stalk John in Miami and make him feel guilty <laughs> about every little thing that he's not doing. But uh, thank you guys so much for a great 2022. And cheers to a successful 2023.
1: Whoa. Welcome oh, us. she's learned. And I'm
0: learning from you. And Mar- welcome to Shake It and Disturbed, everyone. I'm Darren Carp, your daddy cat on the mic. Wicka, wicka, ow.
1: And it's me, uh, Mama Bear. Oh, oh, oh. oh on the oh, mic.
0: On the other, mic. On the other um, mic. And today, as promised, we are tasting the Rockies, people. We are going <laughs> to do the full throttle here today. That's uh, right. We, we kind of just have to get right into it, John, because yeah, already, j- and let me just say, like, for those who guessed, yes, we are having Course Light today. Um, and John was already, oh, oh, oh. oh, 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 oh <laughs> course Light, John already was like, comes on comes on the Zoom and he's like very upset about mm-hmm. having to drink beer. So he is really sacrificing his own dignity for us today, John. So thank,
1: thank you. you for, no, thank you for saying that. I will say that when Megan um, sent us this initial research, she was like, Obviously, the guy's name is Coors. You guys got to drink Coors. And Darren, I even texted you last night. I was like, by the way, don't forget. Pick up your Coors Light before we start tomorrow, which I never for some reason. I never remember to pick up drinks like I have. People send me. I don't know about you. People send me recipes to drinks on Instagram on a daily basis. And I'm like, oh, I want to try that. For some reason, I cannot get it together. I don't know why.
0: It's much easier to just grab a six-pack of beer than it is to be like, That's true. truce and gin. Yeah. And it's harder it's to true. make a cocktail. You know, that was one of the it's good true. things about Matt, the bartender, is he kind of did that for us, which was always nice. And it's harder because we're not on Zoom. So it's hard to make a cocktail for just one.
1: That's true. Um, should we pop our drinks? Have you already opened yours? I haven't opened mine yet. Um.
0: Eat, oh, you eat. did! Uh, I
1: got thirsty. I see um, that she has it. But um, I'm
0: let's just—I'll uh, do it with you, John. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> oh,
1: oh my God! You sounded almost exactly like the noise. Ooh, I'm gonna taste the Rockies. I didn't even hear
0: your fucking noise.
1: You didn't? No. Oh, great. Well, I'm pretty sure it recorded. I don't know. What, maybe there's well, a microphone. cheers a to start yes, off. Yes, cheers.
0: And cheers to you. And I'm gonna
1: take my first little sip.
0: You don't have to take a little microdose Ugh. sip, right? Because you cannot Ugh. handle.
1: Ugh. I hate beer so much.
0: You really can't handle
1: wait it. Wait till we get, do not skip ahead, but wait till we get to the listener shout outs. There's something about Coors. Don't skip. I can already I'm tell you not you're skipping. Looking. I'm you're not looking.
0: skipping. I'm not.
1: One of our listeners messaged me over the weekend and I can't wait to tell you what she said. It's about oh. Coors. I will say this is disgusting. I'm sorry. It's nothing against Coors. I just don't like beer. I never have. I never will. But for the yes. listeners, I will do it this week.
0: Well, just take just take little sips, baby. Just take little, little sips. sips.
1: Absolutely. Darren, we are all microdosed up. We are cores lighted We're up. We're ready to get into this week's cores related episode.
0: On October 25th, 1928, Joseph Corbett Jr. was born in Seattle, Washington. Joseph, who was known to be an exceptionally bright child, had a very average upbringing. He had good parents, his father was a newspaper editor, and his mother was a homemaker. Joseph did well in school and, by all accounts, had a bright future ahead of him. And on June 7th, 1949, when... It's weird to think about a time when my parents weren't born.
1: Mmm. I know, this is is an older case, for sure. This is an
0: older case. Uh, when Joseph was twenty-one, his mother fell from a balcony and mm. died from the resulting injuries five days later. Which, oh, dear, you know who Eric Clapton is, right? Yeah. Okay, so when his son died yeah. from the window, when he wrote "Tears in Heaven," like I just always think about, like that's got to be horrible to well, see. Like that's just gonna I, be can't imagine, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine that.
1: I mean, there are so many horrific ways you know we hear about it every day in the news, but like viewing that, ugh, that would that would really haunt me.
0: Well, speaking of which, that seemed to obviously break something in Joseph. Remember, he's 21 at the time. Mm -hmm. This at any age would affect them, so I'm not trying to use it as age, but he's 21. It caused him to kind of break. He he became extremely erratic after Mm -hmm. his mother's death. And on December 21st, 1950, my dad was only four months old at the time. Just six months after his mother's passing, Joseph murdered a hitchhiker outside of San Francisco Mm -hmm. by shooting him in the head. Joseph was arrested and pled guilty to second-degree murder. Seems almost like an open-and-shut case. Yeah,
1: really, um, it does. And on March 15th,
0: 1951, he was sentenced to prison for five years to life. What a wide gap, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Why
0: five years to life? I mean, that could be any sentence.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, we don't have a lot of the details right now, but it's like, what is the situation here? What was the motive? Was this a situation of maybe self-defense turned wrong? You know, five years isn't really a long time for murder, obviously, but two life seems to indicate like, you know, there's an issue here.
0: And it's second degree murder. OK, so you know, right. not capital. But on August 1st, 1955, just a few years into his sentence, Joseph snuck out of his minim- minimum security prison and escaped. Mm. He made his way to Denver and rented an apartment under the name Walter Osborne, where he lived for only a few days, seeming to know the authorities were on his trail. The police did indeed turn up at his apartment just days after he abandoned it. And they spoke to the landlord who described his short lived tenant as a quiet man who had decided to leave town only after a few days in order to go to school in Boulder.
1: And this is such a sign of the times, too, right? Because, like, imagine trying to get an apartment now under another name. Like, at least in New York, and I'm sure a lot of other places. I have no idea how to do that. So, like, how could you do do that? that? I feel like every once in a while we hear of these, like, you know, cases in the media where people are getting away with things like this, too. And I'm like, how are you doing that in 2022? Like, I have to give my blood type, a blood sample, you know, hair follicles. Yeah, right. They're exactly. On me. It's
0: impossible.
1: Well, later that same year, Joseph rented another apartment in Denver, once again under the name Walter Osborne, and found a job at the Benjamin Moore paint plant that's out there. After settling in uh, to his new home, Joseph began making a series of extremely suspicious purchases, which is very hard to say, by the way. Extremely suspicious purchases. S- say that 10 extremely times. Extremely
0: suspicious purchases. Yeah, yeah that's it hard. Takes a it's second. like puffed.
1: Right. That's right. Listen to NMR for that. Um, you know, one of those purchases was several guns through the mail, which is, of course, something you can do, which I find bizarre. And ni- and even this was in, you know, the fifties or whatever. In nineteen fifty nine, Joseph ordered several pairs of leg irons, which I don't even know what those are, and three pairs of handcuffs, all spread out over multiple mail order purchases. In I January like I know
0: what those are. I'm gonna look it yeah, up. Yeah, look those up. Make, leg
1: make irons. I don't know. In uh, January of nineteen sixty, Joseph bought a new car, a yellow nineteen fifty one Mercury. Did you find leg
0: out? irons are kind of like handcuffs on your feet?
1: Oh, good. You know, when prisoners I was thinking... are
0: shuffling through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, was yeah.
1: thinking furniture. So I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, uh. So, uh, anyway, he bought a 1951 Yellow Mercury. Adolf Coors III was the heir to an empire. His grandfather had started Darren the Coors Beer Brewery in 1873. <laughs> Let me take yes. another sip if I don't.
0: Yep. Microdose that. Oh. Very slow. Oh, very gross.
1: Um, Although he himself was allergic to beer, Adolf became president of the company, which he ran with his two brothers. I didn't know that interesting fact. Yeah, that
0: is interesting.
1: So in 1960, 44-year-old Adolf was known as a quiet, reserved family man. He'd been married for 20 years and was a good father to his four children. On February 9th, 1960, just before 8 in the morning, Adolf left his home in Denver he was on his way to his family's brewery in Golden, Colorado, roughly 12 miles away. Did you hear how I said that? Colorado. 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 I don't it's know. the beer drinker in you.
0: Where
1: you be, it's where you drink beer. I don't know why yeah. I said it like that. But uh, tragically, Adolf never made it to his destination. Around 11 a.m., his car was found idling and abandoned on a small bridge between uh, basically just two miles from his home. So you know it's a run of the mill type of day for for this guy but he never makes yep. it home investigators found blood at the scene and Adolf's glasses and baseball cap floating in the creek beneath the bridge this detail was interesting to me when i read it because that indicates to me that whatever has happened here has been somewhat recent right because if you see a uh, a baseball hat and glasses kind of floating beneath the bridge It means it hasn't floated far away. You know what I mean? It's somewhat recent.
0: Right, or depending on how long it's been in the water for. But also, I'm kind of surprised that glasses wouldn't sink.
1: I have, Yeah, I was wondering, I'm like, do glasses float? I don't have glasses, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah, Darren's looking it up. Well, Adolf was extremely nearsighted and always wore his glasses. So this was obviously a big red flag for investigators when they arrived at the scene.
0: The Kors family immediately suspected kidnapping. After all, the family is obviously well-known, extremely wealthy. Adolf's, fa- Adolf's father, Adolf the II, immediately spoke to the press, stating, quote, I cannot be emotional about this. The crooks have something I want to buy, my son. The price is secondary. Mm. Which is a little
1: callous.
0: Yeah, uh, it's an interesting
1: uh, way to look at this, sure.
0: I, but I understand not wanting to be emotional because you don't want to give the kidnappers... If he's kidnapped, they don't want to give anything you know, I, to them, any yes, satisfaction.
1: Yeah, totally. And I also think he's probably a businessman by nature, right? He's the heir to or creator, whatever, of this humongous, I'm sure, very popular at this time, you know, brewery. So maybe he's just thinking, I'm just going to look at this like I do any other thing and it's going to be business all business. Yeah.
0: Right. And on February 10th, men are worse with their emotions, I would also say. And on February oh. 10th, Joseph – Oh. Uh, Joseph moved out oh. of his apartment and completely disappeared from town. Okay, so we're back to Joseph. Can't. He's disappeared. And the same day, authorities intercepted a letter at the local post office addressed to Adolf Third's wife, Mary. Now, inside the envelope was a ransom note stating that the family was to pay $500,000 for Adolf's return. According to the note, the money was to be gathered in small bills, and when the chorus had the money together, they were to place an advertisement for a tractor in the classified section of the Denver Post. They were to then wait for a call. The note okay. included the additional instruction: quote, call the police or the FBI, he dies. Cooperate, he lives.
1: It's very Batman.
0: Very standard movie mm-hmm. trope. Right. Four days later, the family placed an ad for the sale of a John Deere tractor and waited for the call. And over the next several weeks, Mary would receive dozens of fake ransom notes, but the family was never contacted by the real kidnapper. The police okay. had very few leads. However, they did receive several tips about a bright yellow mercury that had been spotted in the area around the same time as Adolf's disappearance. Uh-oh. One witness even remembered part of the license plate. The letters AT and the numbers 62.
1: Can I ask you something? Do you ever find yourself trying to memorize license plates just yeah. in case... I find myself, especially in New York, when I was like walking around a lot and like maybe there'd be like a a weird car go by and I don't know. I'm always like, remember this number, remember this number, remember this number.
0: It's so weird. My first trip to Hawaii, I was like four or five and we rented a car with my family and my brother like, remember the license plate, and we can still, to this day, KKY254, we can still, to this day... Oh
1: my God.
0: ...recognize the license plate. I have no idea why, but we used to just be like... Our first rental car was like, KKY254. It was so weird, I don't know why, but, like, oh. you get it in your head, and you get yeah, your yeah. brain going to remember this stuff, so I'm sure that my mom's going to be like, it was kky Yeah, your mom's already...
1: I can hear My mom her already knows.
0: It. My mom knows. Well, using that information, investigators were able to pinpoint one potential suspect... A man mm-hmm. named Walter Osborne, who lived in Denver, worked in a paint factory and drove a yellow Mercury with a matching license plate. Her now, own.
1: remember, as of now, he does not—he's guilty until proven—or sorry, he's innocent until proven guilty. There we go. <laughs> so, you know, simply driving around the scene of something doesn't make you guilty by any means, right? It's so it's
0: sussy though. It's it sussy. is sussy.
1: Well, as police followed his this lead, they were able to obtain fingerprints from Walter's driver's license application. Using the fingerprints, they learned that Walter was actually 31-year-old Joseph Corbett, a convict who had escaped from prison in California five years earlier, which we had mentioned. On right. February 17th, the yellow mercury was found near Atlantic City. The vehicle had also been set on fire. Very cash.
0: Okay. Just a
1: burning vehicle. It Nothing happens. to see here. Yeah. Police were able to match the serial numbers and confirm that the car had belonged to this Walter Osborne. On March 30th, 1960, the FBI placed Joseph Corbett on its top 10 most wanted list. However, as months went by, authorities were unable to find any sign of either Joseph or Adolph. Remember, Adolf's mm. belongings were found, but his body was not found. On September 11th, 1960, a pizza delivery driver ventured out to the Rocky Mountain foothills of Did you just hear my Alexa? No. Stop. (laughs) It was. I did hear like a. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna keep this in the episode, but it was like, "Do you want to know in the morning or in the evening?" Uh, what? Yeah, it just said that.
0: Okay, keep it in the
1: episode.
0: Okay. Okay. K Joseph. K Adolf. We got it. I
1: don't know what I don't. That just gave me full body chills. Let me try to like re. Set myself. Okay, guys, here we go. On September 11th, 1960, a pizza delivery driver ventured out to the Rocky Mountain foothills of Denver to practice shooting targets, which, okay, that happens. Nothing out of the ordinary, really. Well, while he was there, he discovered a pair of pants containing a label that read Expressly for Mr. A. Coors the Third.
0: Now, that's proper.
1: If there's anything sussy, this is it, right?
0: Expressly for Mr. Acors the Third. Yeah, like, very, yeah. That's proper.
1: Well, that's in the, it's very proper and posh, yes. It is
0: very.
1: Don't get me started on my British accent, because I grew up I on Spice Girls and Harry Potter. So. Girl. Girl. But anyway, inside the pants pocket was a penknife inscribed with the initials AC3. The delivery driver called the police who arrived immediately to search the area. Let me say something. I'm just realizing this. I was making a TikTok uh, uh, months ago. Was it last summer? It might have been last summer now. And I was just making jokes. You can go on my TikTok and watch it. And it was like, I don't know. This ravine looks kind of sussy or like, you know, those rocks look like a good place to hide a body. I don't know. I was bored on a bike ride. But then I'm leaving and there were a pair of pants in the middle of this in the middle of the woods and I and I made a joke about it at the time. I was like, these jeans are not mine, extra sussy. But I'm like, wait a minute, whose jeans are just like laying on the side of a of a path? Do you think it's weird? And
0: who were they expressly for? I do think it's weird. I mean, I you know, people leave stuff, especially if you're camping, like that happens. But I would say like it's. I, I always am like That's curious true. when I find like one
1: shoe. That's what I mean. It was literally just a pair of jeans, uh,
0: right? Like I'm gonna send it's it, it to a, you after hmm. this. So you can look at. No, it and please tell do. Me. Actually,
1: yeah. please do. Well, nonetheless, um, nearby, after the investigators show up, they immediately search the area nearby. Investigators discovered human remains of a man who appeared to be approximately six feet one inches. Dental records were used to confirm that what you might expect that the remains belonged to Adolf Kors. He had been Mm. shot in the back twice at close range. Joseph was, of course, now a prime suspect in Adolf's murder. Um, The police spread his picture throughout media, as well as printing and distributing thousands of posters stating he was wanted by the FBI. Um, On October twenty fifth, 1960, the FBI was able to trace Joseph to Toronto, Canada. Now, Darren, you're Uh on your way to Montreal soon. I'm there um, right now if
0: you're listening to this episode. That's right. So,
1: so be on the me. lookout. Where he was once again using the name Walter Osborne and driving this time a bright red Pontiac.
0: Also, what? like, him with the yellow and the red cars, choose something that's, like, less flashy. That's true.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Especially a Pontiac. Those cars are typically, right. you know, more because sporty like looking. O- yeah, they're going to yeah. get
0: pulled over a bright red Pontiac. <laughs> like, you're asking for it, dude. What an
1: idiot. Well, when authorities showed up at Joseph's new apartment in Toronto, he gave himself up right away, stating only, quote, I'm your man, when he opened the door to police. So Isn't it weird? Like, It makes me kind of frustrated, because I'm like, God, like, the answer is just behind a door. You know what I mean? And it's like, all it takes is the right kind of investigation, and sometimes you're going to get, I'm your man, you know, and it can resolve these problems, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that at least, like, there wasn't, you know, no violence happened in order to capture this guy outside of people he killed. But, yeah, there does seem to be even, like, if you're just going to give it up so easily, like, why are
1: you doing Uh, this? Yeah, why even do it? Right, exactly. So, anyway, Joseph was arrested in Vancouver for Adolf's murder and was extradited back to Colorado. Joseph refused to speak to police beyond that single statement. He maintained his innocence but refused to provide an alibi.
0: What's so weird, Hmm. though, because he's like, he's like maintaining his innocence, but he's also like, I'm your man.
1: Right. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Like, wouldn't you be like, (laughs) why are you here? Why are you? Sirs. Well, on March 13th, Joseph's murder trial began. And although there was no physical or eyewitness evidence that Joseph had abducted or murdered Adolf, the prosecution had a strong case based on circumstantial evidence, which is, you know, has a place in the court system, but is not necessarily, you know. The prosecution team called Joseph's co-workers to testify they had constantly boasted about a big plan he was working on that would net him a million dollars or more. Forensic analysts were called to testify that the ransom note had been drafted on the same sort of typewriter Joseph Again, circumstantial. Not proof, but circumstantial.
1: I also love that it's very murder, she wrote, on the typewriter with the paper used.
0: Give me Angela Lansbury, people. I'm ready.
1: Thank you. Well,
0: a store clerk recalled Joseph purchasing the same brand of paper. That have been used to write that note. Oh, my Rangeland. goodness. Yeah. And by far the strongest evidence against Joseph was the unburned skeleton of his yellow mercury. The, right. undercar- the undercarriage of his car contained specimens of dirt and debris matching those from the Atlantic City dump site, the site where Adolf's remains had been found, and the roads near the Coors family's home.
1: Interesting. Wow. Geographic, you know, is geology being used here.
0: Yeah, it's just interesting that you can sort of match dirt and debris from a certain area. Joseph's trial lasted two weeks, and he did not testify on his own behalf. On March 29th, 1961, the jury returned a verdict of guilty, which carried an automatic life sentence. Joseph, however, was a model prisoner, and on June 15th, 1978... 16 years essentially into a sentence, he was released on parole, and the community was very upset with the oh decision my God, on the yeah. court's part. But he's a model prisoner, so maybe he's turned a new leaf.
1: Maybe. Well, on July 6th, after a significant amount of that public outcry, the court chose to revoke... Joseph's parole which I don't know if I've ever heard of that
0: I really don't know if I've ever heard that
1: yeah that's a very unique detail that I don't know that I've ever said on the on any of our shows just one year later on July 5th 1979 Joseph was granted parole once again on the condition that he never set foot in the state of Colorado again oh good
0: just make it another state's problem
1: another state's problem (laughs) that's fine as long as
0: he's not like killing and raping in Colorado
1: right then everything is good yeah well, after being set free, Joseph immediately left Colorado. He flew to California on July 10th, but flew back to Colorado just one day later on July 11th to close his bank account. I
0: mean, I'm sorry, oh but my like, God. Jesus.
1: So after closing the account, Joseph flew back to California, and on July 15th, Joseph was rearrested. Uh, for breaking the condition of his parole. Which I mean, is like, Lord, come on.
0: Lord. I mean, I know they don't have online banking, but like, dude.
1: <laughs> right, that's true.
0: Jesus, call them.
1: But also, like, what is the urgency of having to close the bank account? Especially when you've been told, if you violate your parole, you're going he... to be arrested again.
0: Well, you gotta wonder, well, don't like you?
1: Like we said earlier, he's not very yeah. smart. On July 31st, Joseph's parole was revoked yet again, and he was sent back to prison On December 12th, 1980, Joseph was paroled for a third time, and this time he was able to keep his head down and follow all the stipulations of his release, and after regaining his freedom, Joseph settled in Denver yet again, which I'm assuming is because he would, different parole orders, maybe, potentially. Right, maybe
0: he was, right, exactly, whatever the parameters were for that, yeah.
1: And from where, uh, in Denver, he worked as a truck driver for the Salvation Army and lived a quiet, secluded life. And on December 12th, 1985, he was released from court supervision and was declared a completely free man. Wow. In 1996, Joseph granted the Denver Post an interview. In the interview, he stated uh, complete innocence in the Corps' kidnapping. He claimed the FBI had framed him, and all he wanted now was to live out the rest of his life alone and in peace. In 2009, Joseph was diagnosed with cancer, and on August 24th, 2009, um... 80-year-old Joseph was discovered in the Denver apartment where he had spent the past 30 years in almost total isolation. He had actually taken his own life with a gunshot wound to his head. Mm. Um, Joseph had not left a suicide note and had no family or friends to even claim his body. So, you know, nonetheless, it's a tragic waste of human life in a lot of ways here. I mean, even if you believe him or, or, or not... You know, it's just a really sad story all around.
0: You know, it is really sad. I mean, the whole thing is very sad of, like, obviously them thinking that, you know, you could kill and capture someone and you're going to get a million dollars. Right. Obviously, this had something to do with a little bit of his mother. But it also kind of sounds like, though, that he had the opportunity, at least, to live some sort of normal life. Like
1: That's true, yeah. He had
0: been given kind of multiple chances. He could have gotten out even sooner, uh, and then he <laughs> right. fucked that up. You know, it, and, and I hate to say it, but, like, without the pants being found, you know, it just seemed like, of all the details,
1: yeah, you don't yeah. forget
0: to take the pair of pants. Like, it's almost, it almost seems like he could have gotten away with it, if not for maybe his own ego. So, right. um, you know, just sad in and of itself of like a life that was that, that life that could have been lived differently. Maybe.
1: I agree with you there. Well, let us know what you thought about this week's episode. Did you crack open a course, a course beer with us as well? Hit us up at Jay Thrasher. I don't know why I said it that
0: way. Coors course, A course
1: thing, uh, at Jay Thrasher at Carpe Darren. Um, you can hit us up in our Facebook group, our Patreon. We are everywhere. Darren, um, let's get into some listener shout outs as we wrap up the episode.
0: Reading these for the first time now, Tegan in our Facebook group was one step ahead of us when we teased this week's episode on last week's show saying, are we drinking cores and talking about the cores disappearance Sunday? If we are, I clearly have a head start, LOL, and posting a picture of her course <laughs> can. You're tasting the Rockies, baby. That's I love right. it, Tegan.
1: And I have to give a shout out to our friend Mary on Instagram who messaged me, Darren. I don't know if you're aware of this. Something tells me you are aware of this, but she said, she she messaged I know you would she messaged me and she said make sure that those mountains are blue and I just wrote back I have no idea what you're talking about I don't know what that means and she then wrote me back and she said quote if the mountains on the label of the Coors drink are blue instead of silver your Coors is the perfect temperature to drink. Yep
0: cools with it. Yes, that's right, my love.
1: I I had no idea. So you're saying the actual, I should have looked at my my cans probably. Yeah, so
0: it's like a silver can, so if it's warm when you're getting it. I mean, it's probably warm now, how you're looking at it, which is why it's not blue. True. But if the ones that, I'm sure you put it in the fridge, the ones that are in the fridge, I'm sure will have blue and you'll see the difference. And it's... Wow, I
1: had no idea. Perfect time
0: to taste the Rockies, my friend.
1: It's like a mood ring, but beer. Something something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that works and the mood is am i drinkable or not that's the mood
1: <laughs> well the bad news is i will never have another course drink unless we do this episode sometime in our future so you're not gonna Sorry, taste the guys. rockies
0: any No, nope, i've had soon. enough
1: i yeah. imagine i got that parole order i'm not going back to the rockies i want nothing to do with it i'm gonna hold in i'm gonna hold up my end of that bargain
0: but if your parole if condition of your parole is to drink a course every day
1: Take me to jail, like I don't. Yeah, know. I guess you I would not. Do it. I could not yeah. do that. I it's literally not could good. not do that. I really yeah. can't do that. Um. Well, anyway, you know. I got a lot of DMs about you know our course drink and stuff. So thank you everybody who's uh, engaging with us about this. and show.
0: thank you for making John an educational beer drinker, guys. Uh, <laughs> and for those who don't know, we have merch, and maybe one of those merch items will say we made John an educational beer drinker. That's for the future, Uh, but if you want your own t-shirt, hoodie, pillow, notebook, tote, whatever you want, just click the link in our merch store in the show notes of this episode. Make sure to tag us on social, of course, when you've received it because we love to repost. We love to give you a lot of love,
1: especially on Instagram, by the way, like. A lot of you guys send me the photo, but if you like post it on your story and tag us in it, like I'll That's share That's the it. best way. Yeah, That's I'll share it. That's the best way. That's the best way. Yeah, Agreed. Um, and of course, the best way to support the show directly is by signing up to become a Patreon subscriber. You can get bonus episodes like our NMRs, discount codes for merch, and much, much more. As for as little as $5 a month, we're also posting behind-the-scenes photos. Sometimes we've got screenshots of our hilarious text messaging um it's a, it's a lot of fun caption contests from our recordings which oh yeah shout out. yeah oh lots yeah. of fun it's also even cheaper if you sign up annually so think five dollars a month but even cheaper it's pretty great so thank you to anybody who's already become a patreon subscriber and we hope to have more of you joining us soon
0: and please uh you know rate review subscribe if you can that really helps us get a scene and it would be Always very beneficial for us if you could do that, especially if you like the show. If you don't, don't worry about rating or reviewing or subscribing. And you know what? Don't even listen to you us know anymore. Just don't we're listen to us, yeah. The worst. But of course, we can't leave without saying a big thank you to the aunt. I wanna okay, we got daddy cat. No, we got daddy cat. We got oh. mama bear. What is she like? An auntie. Something very odd. Aardvark.
1: Auntie Ardvark Megan, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, Auntie Ardvark <laughs> Megan will change every week. Uh let's say thank you to her. One, two, three.
1: Thank you, Megan. Thanks, oh, Megan.
0: Thanks, Megan, guys. We love you. If you sent me Montreal Rex, we recorded us a few days earlier before I left. Thank you in advance for that. We really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with an all new M- NMR and an all
1: new case. Love it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.